Storm Bowling Products, the bowler's company, presents the Collegiate Spotlight with Coach K. Storm's technical director, Steve Klimkin, also known as Coach K, and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce you to a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us this week is Gary Brown. Gary is the director of Collegiate and Youth Tournaments. Gary, I want to thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate you having me on. Well, Gary, you have the title. You're the director of collegiate slash youth tournaments at the USBC. So can you talk about what you do down there and what some of your main responsibilities are? Well, uh, as part of my job, I oversee the collegiate division uh, on the USBC side of it. And I also oversee junior gold, uh, youth open, and I have a lot to do with the Pepsi tournament as well. Um, the unique thing about our department, obviously, is that we are, we're actually the International Bowling Campus Youth Department. We're made up of EPA and made up of USBC, so we're, we're a joint effort here. And so as part of my program, I try to you know, work, with the, work within the missions of USBC and work within the missions of BPA. Yeah, you definitely, you definitely are involved with a lot of different facets and many different important facets of bowling, that's for sure. Hey, you started bowling uh, collegially right around the same time I did, Gary. Um, I, think was, I think you started back in 1993. What are some of the some of the major changes that you've seen over the over the last 20 years in collegiate bowling? I think some of the biggest things we're seeing is that the sports really evolved into more of a varsity concept. You know, I started in '93, and it was really more of a a club-based activity. Um, you know, a lot of kids were out there competitive, um, but there were only a few teams out there that were really you know at the top of their game at that time. Um, over the last, even last 10 years or so, I mean, just the knowledge the kids have of the sport, you know, the characteristics of bowling balls, cores, drillings, uh, lane play, um, those things just weren't around. And I think a lot of that has to do with the varsity aspects from the school. They're getting kids in. They're going through full practice sessions. They're going through training regimens. They're doing weight room. They're dieting. All these things that I can tell you that I was for sure back in my days, we, we just didn't have. I mean, you know, we had one practice a week, maybe two practices a week, and we were an extremely competitive program back in my early years, um, but you just see that evolution of the sport from more of a club-based uh, activity um, to more of a sport-based situation that we have today. And Gary, so how do you think the equipment has played a part in, in collegiate bowling as it's changed through the years? Uh, I think it's pretty it's, it's pretty big. Um, obviously, you know, we, we were fortunate enough back in my days to be sponsored by a manufacturer, and I think that helped us out tremendously. Um, you know, if we needed a, if we knew a pattern was going to be a sport pattern, if we knew something was going to happen, we could easily call up that manufacturer and say, we need this ball. How should we drill it out? How should we lay it? You know, we had a drill press in, the pro, in our pro shop at the student union, so we had access to unlimited amount of equipment. Um, nowadays, the technology is so much more, um, so much more evolved, you know, just between the lane oils, the bowling balls, the things that you have out there. But, you know, the, these kids through... Uh, through knowing what the patterns are and knowing what they you know, what they're going to do, have become so much more detailed and articulate, and you know just the ability to do what they can do with the lanes and read them. It's it's stuff that we just didn't have. We didn't have lane patterns when we, when we bowled, and we went out there, watched our ball reaction, kind of uh, judged off of that. Now, if I if I read correctly too, I, I believe there's going to be some some changes regarding the uh, the intercollegiate uh, team and and singles championships coming up for this year. Is that right? Yeah, we, we made three big announcements in the past couple of weeks here regarding those national championships. Um, the one that most people have talked about is the fact that we're not going to show lane patterns to the teams prior to competition. 
Uh, we have made a decision that, uh, you know, the first ball of competition that someone throws really is going to give them the ability to see and, and judge and coach and make adjustments on the fly. Um, you know, one of the things that we, we believe philosophically is bringing some of the sport back, sport concept back. We believe that this part of it does bring it back. You know, in, in addition, you know, it's not a tremendously a big change for what we currently did. Um, at the national tournament, we really had to, they had to check in all their bowling equipment ahead of time before they got the pattern at both singles and nationals. So they really didn't know going into it um, what bowling balls to bring, if it was you know, something for a short pattern, long pattern, high volume, whatever it may have been. They didn't really know anyway. So the only thing we've changed in the aspects of the national tournament side of it is uh, that we're not going to show it to them so they can make a predetermined judgment on what pattern or how where they should play the lanes. Um, they get 24 games of qualifying. Um, that's a pretty good you know, amount of time for them to at least get out there and adjust their equipment, sorry, to adjust on the lanes, read them, and make the adjustments before match play. Uh, the biggest change is probably going to be uh, in the volume uh, we did make a decision that the volume between the boys and girls are going to be different. Um, and it's just more or less that, you know, we've gone through this the last few years where we've tried to make a pattern playable for both men and women. And it's very challenging at times for us to do that. Uh, not saying at all that women can't play the lanes different, but the rev rates, the movements on the lanes are tr- are traditionally different. And, um, you know, it just makes a little bit more sense to to not have to force you know, something upon both genders if you don't have to. The other two big changes we made, obviously, with that in our announcement is uh, we're going to three out of five in the national format for, the, for our television show, um, which, is, which is extremely good thing for us. We've looked at that for a long, long time, as I mentioned to you before, the volume of the pattern. So can you talk a little bit about junior gold? As one of the things that we're trying to do is get bowlers informed and get, you know, help bowlers get to that collegiate level. And junior gold just seems to be continuing to grow every year you hear more and more people entering junior gold so just talk about how junior gold is growing and and gosh i know i'm out in southern oregon here and i know there were folks that went went out and bowled junior gold this year so just talk about the the growth of junior gold and 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 you know kind of help you know let's let's get more people out let's keep this thing growing and growing and growing yeah i mean we're, we're truly blessed in this side of in this area right now and between junior gold and collegiate bowling and those are two two areas of competitive bowling that are growing um, that's great to hear in our in our sport. Uh, as we know, numbers have not uh, traditionally gone up, but in those two areas, we've been successful. Um, Junior Gold is going to be in Buffalo, New York this year. Um, we're expecting you know 2,200 kids out on the lanes, and I can tell you it's the best place for a kid to get recruited. Um, as being part of the collegiate pro- program, I'm, you know, I get access to the coaches there. They have the coaches. Um, all three organizations have their coaches meetings out there. Um, they've moved them out there for a reason. The reason for their, why they're out there is now they can go recruit. Um, they are so actively involved in recruiting. We do a collegiate expo on the front end of registration where we have between 20 and 25 booths, maybe out of a room where all 2,000 kids, 2,000 plus kids, get to walk through, give them bowling resumes, talk to the coaches about their school and their academic curriculums, talk to them about their bowling programs and how they, um, how they, what their philosophies are for coaching. And also throughout the week, we, in addition to that, we have probably between, you know, I'd say, 60-plus coaches now out there. Um, so this is the best place anybody can get recruited at this point. Um, it's actually helped us evolve into our, our collegiate combine down here. You know, we now have a ton of coaches because of that who have brought up reasons to have um, you know, better places to recruit kids individually. 
we bring it down here. Um, it's, it's just a neat place for kids to touch base. Uh, I was talking to a proprietor in Chicagoland area the other day, and he said he got hooked on Junior Gold when he took his niece to there, and a young lady came up after his daughter or after his niece bowled. She said, oh, my gosh, I just had a college coach talk to me about going to college and recruiting me. He goes, it made me emotional, it made me think about it, and I got hooked on Junior Gold from that point. So it's it's a, just a great place to get recruited at. Well, that's a great story. Yeah, and I think a couple of a uh, couple of players that are graduates from Junior Gold and, and went through the collegiate bowling um, programs at two different universities, but uh, John Serbinski and uh, Danielle McEwen, I think I just saw a release there, headed off uh, to bowl and represent the United States in the World Cup. Yeah, two great players, you know, one from Fairleigh Dickinson with Danielle and one from Wichita State with John. Um, just, you know, two great programs on the NC, between the NCAA side and the, the club side of it or the USBC side of it. And, you know, we obviously wish them the best of success over there. Um, they're two tremendously talented um, bowlers. Well, i got to tell you, I'm pretty excited about the future of collegiate bowling. I mean, it's, it's, it was definitely a great experience for me when I was bowling uh, collegially there at Wichita State. And uh, what are – tell me, Gary, what do you uh, – what would you say are a couple of your your favorite things about collegiate bowling in general? Um, it's, you know, my my favorite stuff is the teamwork, the camaraderie, the the partnerships that you had. I mean, I have some really good friends still from collegiate bowling. Um, you know, I can remember back I'm from any Indiana University grad, um, sitting around a table in our student union in our bowling center, and just sitting around with the guys and, and talking, hanging out. Um, you know, going to collegiate tournaments, you know, as in the participant, I was an average bowler at best, you know, as a 200 average guy, maybe, on my best day. Um, but you always felt part of a team. You always felt competitive. And, you know, that's why I feel truly blessed with the job that I have because I get to be involved in, in the collegiate side of it. Um, it's, to my opinion, it's the best thing we have going today in the sport. Um, you know, it, it's just a neat thing to have a part of it. I think the other part of it to me is uh, what I love about college bowling is the fact of how many people give back. If you look throughout the industry and look throughout our department, look throughout our building, throughout across the board, there's a lot of former collegiate players in our industry who have given back to the sport because they have so much passion and that, that have so many connections and passion for the sport. And I think that's really neat to see in, uh, as part of our, our give back from the collegiate bowling community. And Gary, can you talk about the advantages of people who decide to bowl collegiately as opposed to that high school player who comes out, decides, you know what, I'm not going to bowl, I'm going to jump right to adult leagues. Maybe they still go to college, but they decide to not go out for the bowling team and would rather just bowl adult leagues and uh, go that route. Talk about just some of the advantages, in, in your opinion, as to people that do bowl collegiately. Sure. I mean, you know, a lot of the top players today are out there on tour are from collegiate ranks. You know, they'll probably tell you that, you know, the reason why they're, they're there is because of the stuff they learned and the experience they, were, they had on the lanes. One of the changes you mentioned earlier, one of the things I see evolving in the sport is that the collegiate kids want to bowl on challenging patterns. Um, you see a lot of use of the PBA patterns. You see a lot of use of the WTBA patterns. You see a lot of use of just creating very challenging sport condition patterns. I mean, I can, I can tell you I get a lot of emails back from coaches they're using these patterns, and we're better than to get more experience at the collegiate level and going straight from high school where you may not have bowled on any challenging conditions at all um, to go to college and maybe you get four years of experience on actually bowling on the patterns, watching the breakdown of those patterns and with a similar amount of people on a pair. Um, not, not to mention some of the education you can get from the coaches as well as uh, you know, other players who are successful. I mean, it's an, un, it's a, you know, it's an unheard of experience you can get from 
uh, if you want us to take the next step. And, and you talked a little bit before about, you know, junior gold and the combine being really good stepping stones to competition, mm-hmm. collegiate competition. Where else can a aspiring young bowler go for, you know, more scholarship type of information or, or any other information they might want to gather as they're kind of de- trying to decide, hey, where do I go? Where do I go? Well, I mean, go to school. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we on our site, bull.com collegiate, we have a list of every USBC collegiate certified program. Um, collegebowling.com, ran by Carl Nikolai, who's the president of the Coaches Association. You know, he's been doing this for m- many, many years. Um, that's another place you can go to to find out information about what programs or schools you have. I mean, first and foremost, the most important thing when a kid is picking a university is not for bowling. Bowling is a conduit to get yourself an education. And then, you know, what we need to do is a kid has to first and foremost look at a school and find out where they want to go for their educational purposes. Um, you can do that, you know, just basic online searches, talking to other players who are out there. You know, mentioned again about Junior Gold. And junior Gold is also a great way to network yourself with other bowlers to find out more about their institutions, about the ed- educational system at the schools. Um, there's a lot of pieces that are there they can learn from. Um, we have a little bit of information on our website as well. I mean, you know, with, uh, with all the brands that are out there now uh, that have bowling, you know, with the NCAA, the NAIA, the junior colleges through NJCA and collegiate bowling, um, it's a pretty well, um, I guess, you know, crossed over pretty well into just any type of institution you're looking at today. Yeah, I know one of the things, being a high school bowling coach has to be, and, and even working at the leagues and centers as having a son who's an eight-year-old in a, in a junior program, that has to be one of the jobs that is one of the most thankless jobs that there is, is you're helping mm. these kids out, you're training them, and you're trying to help them, mold them into good bowlers. So a, a heartfelt thanks to everyone who helps coach bowling. And you know, also, as, as we talk about this, I, I'd be remiss in not bringing up Junior Team USA, which if you go look at the, the you know former and current Junior Team USA, USA. You got Marshall Kent on board right now, and look at what Marshall's doing on the PBA tour. So, I mean, there's so much proof that folks, collegiate bowling is really where you need to go when it comes to um, when it comes to fine tuning your skills and, and gaining those life lessons. Yeah, it's it's you know, collegiate bowling again. As I said before, I'm extremely biased, but I mean, Steve can tell you he's through those ranks. Came from an extremely successful program. We taught him a lot. It's it's just a great way to evolve your skills, but also it's a great way to evolve yourself as a person. You know, you, you can't get those type of experience in a lot of things where you have to work as a team. you got to work through struggles. You have to communicate. There's a lot of things you learn for preparation for jobs in the future, also for interviews, things that you're going to learn from any kind of team-based uh, sport that you can, you know, take, take to your future. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. That's uh, without a doubt what a, what a great way to what a great experience uh, it is to go through college and, and be able to, to learn so much more, not only just about the sport, but just, uh, you know, it's, it's really about a, having a good balance as well in life. You're not just totally focused on academics and you're not totally focused on athletics, but it's really a, a nice balance. Yeah, I've got one more question for you, Gary. Um, sure. we, we, being in collegiate bowling and being around it, such as the level that you've been here, what would you say is the most, uh, most memorable collegiate moment that you have? Um, it's going to sound kind of odd to you, but I think my, my uh, most positive thing I've seen in college bowling is at the end of the year when I see kids who are on Facebook who have posted who thank their teammates, who thank the sport, who are getting their diplomas, and they've used college bowling as part of a, you know, a way to get their education. To me, I've said it before in interviews. I've said it that we have out there. That, to me, that's, that's the greatest thing we can give back to this sport. 
um, all the scholarship opportunities that are out there, all the things that we can provide through our sport that other sports don't have, to me is using this sport to get an education to further themselves in their future. I know it's, it's nothing that's on the lanes. I know it's nothing that's competitively driven. Um, but that, to me, is one of the best things I have about this thing is watching that. Um, on the competitive side of, side of it, um, you know, having the TV shows at the end of the year and watching kids raise a trophy, and there's nothing better than the feeling of presenting those kids and watching them as excited as they've worked hard all season to get that trophy, get the, you know, get the cup, hold it on TV, get the thank you, and, you know, it's just it's a neat experience to be a part of for sure. So, Gary, do me a favor. If there's ever anything myself or Coach K can do or the Storm Collegiate Spotlight can do to help collegiate bowling, youth bowling, drop us a line. We'd love to do it, and all the best, and we're going to have to have you back on again soon. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you for your time, and, you know, obviously um, appreciate the support you guys give this sport. It's, it's unheard of. Uh, we do appreciate all you do for us. Well, thank you for the kind words, Gary. Do want to direct everyone, take a look at Above180.com as we have uh, all of our interviews are listed that myself and Coach K have done right at the top. Check out, there's a tab, it's titled Storm Collegiate Spotlight. You can check out some of the interviews we've done uh, previously. And by all means, follow us on Twitter at Above180.com as in that link, you're going to see updates as to who will be joining us next. And, and by all means, if you have someone you'd like us to talk to, shoot us an email, Tim at Above180.com, and we'll do what we can to help you whether you're a collegiate player, you're a high school player, you're a coach, we want to help you promote your programs. So all that being said, this is Tim Berg for Gary Brown and Coach K, Steve Klemkin, saying we'll see you next week.